Rue Global Impact Blog is a podcast that showcases insights from our interdisciplinary team of professionals and guest posts from our network. Originally published as blogs on ruhglobal.com. Today we present Disability Inclusion Barriers by Abdul Rahmanissa Abu Bakr. Disability is not rare. An estimated 1 billion people or around 15% of the world's population have some form of disability. Disability is more common in low- and middle-income countries than in high-income countries and among older age groups. Disability is something everyone is likely to experience, either permanently or temporarily in their lives. People with disabilities are diverse and not defined by their disability. Globally, persons with disabilities face numerous barriers related to education, healthcare services, employment, workplace, social and political participation. Likewise, persons with disabilities face physical and social barriers that hinder access to services or prevent them from enjoying their rights. The design and construction of indoor and outdoor facilities can prevent them from going to school and hospitals, shopping, gaining access to police services, and finding or keeping a job. Footpaths parks, and public transportation may also be inaccessible, preventing some persons with disabilities from enjoying the most basic elements of participation in social life. Persons with disabilities also face communication barriers, that is, physical and virtual challenges in accessing and sharing information. Assistive technology enables people to live healthy, productive, and independent lives, but is far from available to all. It is estimated, for example, that 360 million people globally have moderate to profound hearing loss. Yet hearing aid production meets less than 10% of the need. Digital technologies can also break down traditional barriers to communication and information. However, evidence suggests that the level of information and communications technology used by persons with disabilities is significantly lower than among persons without a disability. In some cases they may be unable to access even to basic products and services such as telephones, television, and the internet. Stigma and discrimination touch nearly all aspects of the lives of persons with disabilities. They are present at the interpersonal and institutional levels through laws and customs that systematically marginalize such persons with disabilities and can prevent them from obtaining employment, accessing services, and making friends. Expectations for academic and career success by persons with disabilities are often unfairly lowered due to different barriers. Parents may keep children with disabilities out of school for fear of abuse. If they attend school, children with disabilities are also subject to negative attitudes and bullying. Therefore, this paper examines the various barriers to disability inclusion attitudinal, architectural, physical, communication and institutional barriers are intensively analyzed and discussed. Persons with disabilities. Disability is part of the human condition. Everyone is likely to experience it, either permanently or temporarily at some point in their life. People with disabilities are diverse and not defined by their disability. Disabilities may be visible or invisible. An onset can be at birth, during childhood, working age, or old age. There is no single definition of disability. Defining disability is complicated as it is complex, dynamic, multidimensional, and contested. The UN Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities recognizes that disability is an evolving concept and persons with disabilities include those who have long-term physical mental, intellectual, or sensory impairments which in interaction with various barriers may hinder their full 
and effective participation in society on an equal basis with others. Different models of disability view how disability is understood and acted upon and can be categorized as follows. Charity model. The charity model of disability focuses on the individual and tends to view people with disabilities as passive victims, objects of pity who need care and whose impairment is their main identifier. Medical model. The medical or biomedical model of disability considers disability a problem of the individual that is directly caused by a disease, an injury, or some other health condition and requires medical care in the form of treatment and rehabilitation. It assumes that addressing the medical ailment will solve the problem, that disability needs to be fixed or cured. This model is widely criticized on different grounds, including for not considering the important roles of environmental and social barriers. Social model. The social model of disability developed due to the individualistic approaches of the charitable and medical models. It is human rights-driven and socially constructed. It sees disability as created by the social environment which excludes people with impairments from full participation in society due to attitudinal environmental and institutional barriers. It emphasizes society adapting to include people with disabilities by changing attitudes, practices, and policies to remove barriers to participation and acknowledges medical professionals' role. However, the social model has been criticized for ignoring the personal impact of disability and for its emphasis on individual empowerment, which may be contrary to more collective social customs and practices in many developing countries. Human rights model. This model of disability is based on the social model and seeks to transform unjust systems and practices. It takes the UNCRPD as its main reference point and sees people with disabilities as the central actors in their own lives as decision makers, citizens and rights holders. The social and human rights models form the basis of many disability policies and practices, as development professionals may identify with the individual models of disability. It is important not to alienate them when introducing them to disability as a human rights issue, but to help them to see that barriers are a more helpful and respectful lens with which to view disability. Interactional model. The interactional model recognizes that disability should be seen as neither purely medical nor purely social, as people with disabilities can experience problems arising from their health condition with the environment. The most commonly used interactional model is the model underlying the international classification of functioning, disability, and health. This views disability as arising from the negative interaction between health conditions and the context, including environmental factors, products and technology, the natural and built environment, support and relationships, attitudes, services, systems, and policies and personal factors like age, sex, motivation, and self-esteem. The ICF is presented as representing a workable compromise between medical and social models due to its greater recognition of the impact of environmental and structural factors on disability. However, it has been severely criticized by prominent members of the disability movement, believing that it does not really analyze exclusion and discrimination of people with disabilities. Disability Inclusion A disability inclusion seeks to include people with disabilities in all spheres of life for societal development by recognizing their ability potential, valuing and respecting their contributions and perspectives, honoring their dignity, and effectively responding to their needs for functional contributions. Unlike disability segregation, disability inclusion promotes an integrated mainstreaming an inclusive society for the benefit of persons with disabilities and society as a whole. A disability inclusion means, first, being accepted and recognized as an individual beyond the disability, 
Second, having positive personal relationships with family, friends, and acquaintances. Third, being involved in the development process of a society. And fourth, having appropriate reasonable accommodations for all persons with different abilities. Disability inclusion barriers. Disability inclusion barriers are obstacles and hindrances internally or externally, visible or invisible, that prevent or deny persons with disabilities to participate in society in every aspect of life fully. Some of those barriers are either created intentionally or accidentally. Various barriers hinder disability inclusion and they can be broadly categorized into the following. 1. Attitudinal barrier. 2. Physical barriers. 3. Communication barriers. 4. Institutional barriers. Attitudinal barriers are behaviors, perceptions, and assumptions that discriminate against persons with disabilities. These barriers often emerge from a lack of understanding, leading people to ignore, judge, or have misconceptions about a person with a disability. Attitudinal barriers which result in stigmatization and discrimination deny people with disabilities their dignity and potential, and are one of the greatest obstacles to achieving equality of opportunity and social integration. Negative attitudes create a disabling environment across all domains. They are often expressed through the inability of the non-disabled to see past the impairment, discrimination, fear, bullying, and low expectations of people with disabilities. Attitudes towards people with disabilities in low- and middle-income countries can be more extreme, and the degree of stigma and shame can be higher than in high-income contexts. These attitudes can arise due to misconceptions, stereotypes, and folklore, linking disability to punishment for past sins misfortune or witchcraft. Multiple and intersectional discrimination can intensify attitudinal barriers. Development organizations staff may also have negative attitudes towards people with disabilities. According to Gross and Kett, negative attitudes and stereotypes are one of the most significant barriers to the effective participation and inclusion of persons with disabilities. Society often sees persons with disabilities as incapable, dependent, or weak. On the other hand, society may see them as inspirational, heroic, or superhuman. This perpetuates their segregation and exclusion from society. Examples of attitudinal barriers include 1. A school director who believes that persons with intellectual impairments are disruptive and will be incapable of learning and thus makes these students feel unwelcome and creates a barrier for persons with disabilities to enter school and learn. 2. A healthcare worker who thinks that women with disabilities are not or should not be sexually active and thus does not provide them with family planning services creates a barrier for women with disabilities to access health care. Physical barriers. Inaccessible environments create disability by creating barriers to participation and inclusion. Physical barriers in the natural or built environment prevent access and affect opportunities for participation. According to Rimmerman, physical barriers are barriers linked to the physical and built environment and cover a huge range of barriers that prevent equal access such as stairs, steps, narrow corridors, and doorways, curbs, inaccessible toilets, inaccessible housing, poor lighting, poor seating, broken lifts or poorly managed street and public spaces. Burns opine that physical barriers fall into structural barriers which are obstacles in natural or man-made environments that prevent access or hinder persons with disabilities from moving around independently. Examples of structural obstacles include a health clinic with steps at the entrance, Pathways without tactile guide markers, 
narrow doorways, and squat-style toilets. This creates barriers for persons with physical and visual impairment. In addition, architectural barriers are elements of buildings or outdoor spaces that create barriers to persons with disabilities. These barriers relate to elements such as the design of a building's stairs or doorways, the layout of rooms, or the width of halls and sidewalks. Examples of architectural or physical barriers include 1. Sidewalks and doorways that are too narrow for a wheelchair, scooter or walker. 2. Desks that are too high for a person who is using a wheelchair or other mobility device. 3. Poor lighting makes it difficult to see for a person with low vision or a person who lip reads. 4. Doorknobs that are difficult to grasp for a person with arthritis. Likewise, transportation barriers are due to a lack of adequate transportation facilities and services that interferes with a person's ability. Examples of transportation barriers include 1. Lack of access to accessible or convenient transportation for people who are not able to drive because of vision, physical or cognitive impairments and two, public transport may be unavailable or at inconvenient distances or locations. Three, lack of reserved spaces in public vehicles or inconvenience with the entrance of public vehicles. Communication barriers. Inaccessible communication systems prevent access to information, knowledge, and participation opportunities. Problems with information service delivery also restrict the participation of people with disabilities. According to Burns, communication barriers may be experienced by persons with difficulties in seeing, hearing, speaking, reading, writing, and understanding. These persons often communicate in different ways to persons without disabilities, and if adaptations are not made they may be unable to understand or convey information. Examples of communication barriers include 1. A document in small and unclear font and without raised dots or braille creates a barrier for persons with visual impairments. 2. A workshop seminar, lecture, conference or summit. Using spoken communications without providing for sign language interpretation creates a barrier for persons with hearing impairments. 3. A health clinic with high service counters and patient information desks creates a barrier for persons with a physical impairment who use wheelchairs. Institutional barriers. Institutional barriers include laws, policies, programs, strategies, or practices that discriminate against people with disabilities. For example, a study of five Southeast Asian countries found that electoral laws do not specially protect the political rights of persons with disabilities. While some banks do not allow visually impaired people to open accounts, and HIV testing centers often refuse to accept sign language interpreters due to confidentiality policies. Many countries still have restrictive laws, particularly affecting people with psychosocial or intellectual disabilities. Discrimination may not be intended, but systems can indirectly exclude people with disabilities by not considering their needs. According to Burns, institutional barriers are often created when there is no legal framework for disability inclusion or when existing laws and regulations, such as those that require programs, policies, and activities to be inclusive and accessible to persons with disabilities and make reasonable accommodation for their specific needs, are poorly enforced. Institutional barriers are difficult to identify because they are often entrenched within social and cultural norms. Examples of institutional barriers include 1. A school that does not adhere to the global system and national's policy of identifying and responding to children's diverse needs by, for instance, developing individual education plans and providing classroom assistance or other supports creates barriers for children with disabilities to attend school and learn. 2. A microfinance program requiring potential recipients to meet a minimum high school education level in order to be eligible for a loan creates barriers for persons with disabilities who have been unable to attend mainstream schools and sit for completion exams to participate in the program. 
Conclusion, the physical, mental, intellectual, or sensory impairments plus barriers hinder the full and effective participation of persons with disabilities in society and open the way to social exclusion and discrimination. People's perception of persons with disabilities as a group in need of charity still underpins disability inclusion. In other words, many are based on the belief that such persons with disabilities lack the ability and are dependent, unable to contribute to society or the workplace fully. Many persons with disabilities are excluded from societal participation, particularly in developing countries. Therefore, barriers to disability inclusion can be addressed and broken using functional legislation, reasonable accommodations, and awareness raising for attitudes change. Thanks for listening to another blog from Rue Global Impact. If you are intrigued by the information presented in the article you can find all the sources and learn more about the authors of this article at ruhglobal.com.